Welcome to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Today, we'll show you how to use the spirit of love and self worth to improve the connections with everyone else in your life. This program is your weekly gift and it will keep on giving. You'll see. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm Dr. Jean Marie Farish, and delighted to host Love Light, and so thrilled for you to be joining us live on the Voice America Network to inspire a lifestyle of love and wholehearted connections through worthiness. You know, in the midst of our worldwide health pandemic, I send Love Light to each of you around the world. Let us join together to bless our home, Mother Earth, and radiate peace, love, and harmony to each other. May we refrain from the mentality of fear and scarcity and know that there is abundance in our world. Take time to nourish and care for yourself. Connect with and strengthen your inner self. And look for the beauty around you. I recall an excerpt from Mother Teresa Uh, She indicated that during desolate times, she would always look for something beautiful. If it's a flower or something that would shift the mindset and change to restore her or whatever, she would always look for the beauty. And I share this quote of hers. Be faithful in small things because it is in them that your strength lies. So adhere to these words by Mother Teresa, a smile laughter, a song, whatever it takes to shift the energy, and especially during these times. And I think what is very appropriate now, I like for us to center ourselves in a love light meditation to get us tuned in to the present moment before we jump into our amazing guests that we have on the show. So let's quiet our mind, close your eyes, and we'll take three slow, deep cleansing breaths. On the count of three. One, inhale, exhale. Two, inhale, exhale. And three, inhale, and exhale. Continue breathing at your regular pace. Imagine a big cloud of vibrant white light. Immerse yourself in this energy and see yourself glow. Feel the energy of love, peace, and joy. This is who you really are, the source of love within. Take a moment to bathe in this calming healing energy of pure divine love. Commit to being light. Now focus on your heart. Love lives here. And gently whisper, I am worthy. I am light. I am love. And on the count of three, bring yourself back. One, two, And revisit this place as often as you like to remind you of the shining love light within. You know, we all face life challenges, and I know from my own personal struggles, it's tough. And sometimes you don't know if you can get through and come out whole. 
These challenges can bring out self-doubt, feelings of unworthiness, and for some, feeling that they deserve to be punished. And for me, love was the key to find my way out of the rabbit hole into the light. Love has the ultimate healing power. And as Leo Biscaglia quotes, love and self are one, and the discovery of either is the realization of both. So we are indeed, we have the power within. We can be saviors of ourselves. And Kierkegaard, the Danish philosopher and existentialist, quotes, only when it is a duty to love, only then is love eternally and happily secured against despair. Our amazing guest today, Anita Stewart, registered nurse, intuitive counselor, and energy healer with Bridges of the Heart, will share with us how to overcome life challenges with love. Welcome, Anita, to our show today. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Jean. I think it's an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. I'm really looking forward to our our chat. Well, thank you so much. And I must share that uh, I, Anita and I were authentic messengers and, and were co-authors in a book entitled Life Sparks, Stories to Illuminate, Inspire, and Ignite. And Anita later uh, compiled the book Nerf Sparks, Nurse stories to illuminate, inspire, and ignite. And we'll hear more about that uh, later. But Anita, tell us what inspired or triggered your energetic healing capacity or your work in this area. What is intuitive counseling and energetic healing? What's your story? Well, you know, it started uh, when I was quite young as a child. I had um, this amazing connection with the, the animal world and the animals. And I did hands-on healing with animals. People would bring me birds with broken wings or injured animals, and I would lay my hands on them and nurse them back to health and release them back into their lives. And um, little by little over the years, uh, it became, you know, my passion was to become a veterinarian. But as destiny brought me into the world of nursing instead, um, that is where I've been uh, for the last 41 years working in acute care medicine, uh, mostly emergency room and flight nursing and uh, post-anesthesia care units and so forth. And um, But what happened for me was I had a critical injury in 1981 and that is what opened the door to the actual healing energy that I, I will just say it flows through me. So um, <laughs> the, the interesting part of this story is that I had this premonition. I was putting my boots on, ready to take my horse out for a ride, and as I'm putting my boots on, I see in my mind's eye this movie of me being thrown from my horse and breaking my back. Mm -hmm. And in this movie, the helicopter that landed to pick me up and take me to the hospital said Los Angeles County on it. And because I lived in LA, the city of LA, I ignored the premonition and went for the ride and my horse bucked and threw me and I ended up hitting my head on a rock, fracturing my skull, 
breaking my back and my scapula, which is the hardest bone in the body to break. Mm. And what was so amazing is when the helicopter landed, it said Los Angeles County on it. And I was like, holy boy. Yeah. So it was a long recovery period. I had to be rehabilitated to walk, uh, pool therapy. Um, I had uh, swelling in the spinal cord. But it was during the re- the rehabilitation period where I was pretty much um, uh, after I uh, left the hospital, I was pretty much uh, laid up for for about four months. And during that time, a dear friend of mine, also a nurse, uh, came and brought a book to me, and it was called Quiet Talks with the Master. And I have to tell you that I was very, very angry at God (laughs) at the time. It's like, uh, here I was living on a a beautiful piece of property with horses in my backyard, which was my childhood dream. And because at the time I was working per diem, I didn't have insurance. And it was also at a time where my husband had been uh, changed positions and went from uh, one job to another where he didn't have. So we literally lost everything um, because we were both out of work. And so I'm, my girlfriend brought me this book to read to try and get me some peace of mind. And I remember reading this one page where it said, Be still and hear my voice. And as I read that, I said, Okay, God, if you want to talk to me, then you better make that clock stop ticking. And I had this big grandfather clock that was making the, you know, tick-tock sound. Suddenly, it was as if I was transported into a vacuum soundproof chamber. There was no sound at all from the clock. Mm. And this voice said, my child, you have many questions and I'm here to answer them. And it was a period of, I'm going to say, maybe an hour uh, as, as time actually stood still during this time. But I would begin to formulate a question. And before it could formulate in my thought process, the answer was there, and the answer was there, and the answer was there. And <laughs> I mm. came away um, with the message that I am here to do energy work. And in this conversation with, we'll call it God, I would say, well, what do I need to study? What do I need to read? What classes do I need to take? And I would hear, you need to do nothing but get your ego and your personality out of the way. And we will do the work through you. And so it began. And I remember calling my husband and saying, honey, honey, God talked to me. And of course, being that I had fractured my skull, he thought, okay, (laughs) (laughs) what's going on here? (laughs) So I was led, guided, and directed for nearly a year as I went through this transformation and and this transcendent process in my life and it was like suddenly I had intuition that was uncanny if the phone would ring 
I would know who was calling. And I was in this place of complete and total surrender. And I would say, even though we were going through bankruptcy, losing our house, not sure where we were headed, I would say, oh, honey, everything's going to be just fine. Everything's going to be just fine. So then I was guided to actually purchase a table, a healing table or a massage table. And the voice said to me, you need to invite your friends to come and lay on the table and we will do the work through you. So my dearest friend at the time, Rachel, was invited over and she was my first guinea pig. And she's on the table and I'm just allowing myself to be used by, I'll call it grace, or the mystery, divine intelligence. And suddenly my hands were moving. I could feel energy in her body. And it was funny because I kind of got to her pelvic area. And at that time, I could see in my mind's eye like sticky tar. And out of my mouth, I said, Rachel, you have endometriosis. And she says, no, I don't. And she hadn't had her menstrual cycle for like three months. Mm-hmm. She wasn't sure what was happening. And my hands were doing movements that I had no control over. And moving the energy and opening the energies. And she went to her doctor two weeks later and found out she had endometriosis. But oh what was goodness. interesting, yeah, she <laughs> called me the next morning early in the morning and said, guess what? I started my period again. Mm. So that was my first experience with hands-on healing. And um, I was a true believer in, in that moment of what was possible, but absolutely unexplainable to you know, my intellectual mind. I'd, at the time, it was 1981, and so it was just the beginning, you know, of Rosalind Breyer and some of the other um, leaders that came into uh, the hands-on healing movement, Therapeutic Touch, uh, Dolores Krieger, and um, they called me the woo-woo nurse in the emergency where I worked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and <laughs> I would come to work and I would... Um, say things that were kind of out of the blue and kind of not really according to the textbooks, and they would look at me like I was nuts. Um, And it took many, many years for science to catch up um, with what was occurring in my life. So it was was an incredible experience, um, and it was an incredible beginning to something that has um, transformed into a passion and a love and... um, a fulfillment that is beyond words. Wow, what a powerful story, your journey, your healing journey, and even uh, witnessing that injury to your own body, not paying attention to that intuitive guidance that we get. And I think you've shared a couple of points that we all need to be aware of. Pay attention to the intuitive guidance. Be still and listen. Listen to the, the voice within. Uh, embrace uh, whatever 
we're given to enlighten ourselves and enlighten the world. You know, we have to embrace that. And I think sometimes it takes something within us to be ready to engage in this <laughs> powerful journey of transformation as we transform ourselves and work toward uh, helping others. And when you talked about the uh, voice, hearing that voice, and I had kind of a similar experience during my uh, six-month journey in Malaysia when uh, at the end of my journey, I, I asked, you know, what was the real purpose of this journey? It's like I had a yearning to know what was all this about? And uh, there was a voice that revealed to me it was all about love. And there my journey began. It all makes sense. So you you really have shared a powerful, you know, story here uh, about embracing your gifts and, you know, using them to help yourself and help others. So it, it's, and you it's know, quite here's, here's a go funny ahead. part of it. The funny part of it was I was given... Um, I'm going to call it this intuitive ability that was uncanny. And then at the, at the end of approximately one year, one day the voice said, one day I woke up and it was completely gone. It was like I was living in a vacuum. It was like I was living in this place, in this space where um, it, it was so surreal. Mm-hmm. But everything mm-hmm. was there. Everything was there. I knew everything. I knew what things were going to happen ahead of time. And then I wake up one morning, and it was like it was taken away. And the voice said to me, now you know what is possible. Now you must do the inner work to get back to that place. Wow. Everything was taken away. (laughs) And I had to do the inner work to remove the obstacles Right. That kept me from, from, uh, what's the word I want to say, from actually exper- having a direct experience it, of it within okay. my own being. Okay, well, so we, we, we got to take a quick, we got to take a break right now. I hate to interrupt you, but just hold that thought. So we're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. Don't go away. We'll be right back with Anita Stewart, registered nurse, uh, intuitive healer, bridges of the heart, overcoming life challenges with love. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. Tune in to Lead Up for Women. 
Speak Up to Lead Up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond. Your host, Colleen Biggs, speaks with guests who have stories to share, have faced adversity, and have become success stories in business, in their communities, and in personal accomplishments. Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com and the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Jean at Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Jean72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back, everyone. You've been listening to Love Light, Living in the Spirit of Love with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. And joining me is our guest, author Anita Stewart, registered nurse, Bridges of the Heart, intuitive counselor, and energy healing with overcoming life challenges with love. Anita, you really uh, gave us some powerful revelations about your journey. Do you have anything to kind of tie it up from our first segment about uh embracing our gifts as we move toward this whole transformational journey for ourselves and others. Well, you know, what, what came from all of that was, um, you know, when I started to study, and that's what I really needed to do was to begin to release and let go of everything that blocked me from knowing that I am that light, that I am that love, that that love is, is in me, as me, and through me. And uh, so it was quite quite a journey. When I came to um, studying the Course in Miracles with Marianne Williamson early on in the eighties, um, I got to that place, you know, where it says in the Course in Miracles, you either operate out of love or you're operating out of fear. And coming to a place of asking in each moment, what would love do now? Wow, what would that's love powerful. do now? Mm-hmm. And turning to, turning to that light and turning to that love um, was a powerful, powerful lesson. And the other lesson that was very powerful for me was nothing in this room has any meaning whatsoever except that which you give it. Mm, that and is powerful. That was a hard one for me to swallow because I was like, mm-hmm. well, no, it all has meaning. Mm-hmm. And and coming to that place of realizing that we have a thought stream, and that thought stream is like a river. It doesn't ever stop. It just continues to flow. 
But we have to move away from identifying with the thought stream of thinking that the thoughts are our thoughts, that Mm -hmm. it is who we are as an identity, as a being. And by moving away from that, getting out of the ego mind is one of the biggest challenges that we have on this planet today. Mm, if we that look is at so what's happening, Yeah, if we look at what's happening with the coronavirus today, you know, where we're looking at greed and fear and materialism and what is happening is this coronavirus is forcing us to stop. And, and you know one thing, in. yeah, I had an experience, uh, an interesting experience the other day. I decided to go to the grocery store and, you know, pick up a few things and it was something when I entered the grocery store, I almost got a feeling of I mean, I, I was inundated with this energy of fear and lack and anxiety and worry and I kind of rushed through, picked up a few things and came back home and you know, it, I, I just felt very uncomfortable and uneasy and I had to, when I got home, I had to reset and collect myself and I was like, gosh, you really, you know, picked up on all of that energy. So you are so uh, correct about this whole energy of greed, lack, fear and worry and it's just out there. Uh, one, one of the things I wanted to ask you, I know we're dealing with this unprecedented health crisis with the coronavirus, and as a registered nurse and having a career in the nursing profession, what are issues faced by nurses as frontliners and healthcare professionals in terms of their own physical and emotional well-being? You know, here they are uh, serving others. They have to really look after the well-being of themselves. Uh, their patients, and then returning home to their families and communities. And, you know, we've talked about on our show, filling our cup with self-love. You can't give from an empty cup. What insight or messages do you offer uh, nurses, and not only just nurses, but for us to be more compassionate and empathic in this these trying times? I think... I think what's really important to understand is that nurses are nurses because they are helpers. They are, they're coming into a profession because they want to make a difference. They want to help heal. They want to help patients who are ill. And, you know, to put yourself on the line, as I did, you know, through so many of the different uh, outbreaks we've had, the H1N1, and, you know, working in hospitals from so many of the different um, major flu epidemics that were going on. Um, You know, the main thing is we go into work, we don't really think about the the, uh, importance. We think about the importance of our own health, but we're really there for the patient. So for what's going on right now from what I'm seeing and hearing from my nursing buddies is the lack of personal protective equipment uh, is is at a, a huge crisis. Uh, even here in Bend, Oregon, they're asking for people to donate masks, masks, gloves, and gowns to mm. the hospitals. Mm. And um, so nurses are uh, at the front line, along with all so many of you know. We, it's not just nurses. I mean, it's right. the ancillary 
people and the doctors and even the housekeepers, you know, having to turn Mm -hmm. rooms over that are Mm -hmm. isolated and uh, need terminal cleaning. So there's so much that goes on. I think what we need to understand is that this this coronavirus is definitely um, one of the most serious uh, pandemics we've ever seen. I mean, I just heard uh, that they're expecting from the numbers about... I think it was about a half a million people to die in California alone. Oh, alone. Wow. Um, that, those are the numbers that the governor came out with recent, yesterday. So, you know, this is a serious thing. But one of the things that I've done for myself is I have forced myself to increase my time of meditation mm-hmm. and being in the stillness getting away from um, the TV and the news that's constantly bombarding us with the negativity, yes. walking out in nature, walking yes. along the river, I being at one with nature is just so important right now. And to reach out to people that you love and just let them know you're there uh, by phone or by social media. Yes, those are powerful techniques to get still, connect with nature, because nature in itself is refreshing for us. So we do have some things that we can do to restore ourselves and help others. And you speak of love and fear. Uh, And I know when we look at love versus fear, many are now in the fear mode. And fear is very disempowering. We result to being reactive, we engage in worry, stress, which really weakens our body, mind, and spirit. And love is healing and restorative. How do you see this impact of love and fear and the impact of self-love and self-worth? Because there are some people who feel like, well, I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable, I'm not good enough, maybe I'm. Uh, this is a punishment for me. Uh, So they engage in this downward spiral of uh, what we call negative self-talk. So how... Right, and you know, it's at the core. It's Mm -hmm. at the core. You know, um, it's been said, uh, I'm going to say Nishargadatta might have said this, um, but also the Buddhists say this, that there's only one thing that needs to be healed on this planet. It's your idea that you're a separate being from God. That separation is the whole cause that we are here in a human body um, and we have an ego mind, but we are not the ego mind. It's what we use to, um, to navigate through this three-dimensional plane. But who's driving the car? Yes. Is it the <laughs> ego mind, which, which is fear, which is uh, comparison, which is judgment, all of that, or do you allow your true nature, your true essence, which is that beauty of love and light, um, do you let that lead the way? And the best way to tap into that is through gratitude and giving thanks for what you have. And I know this is well known on the planet, that gratitude, when you wake up in the morning, just to be grateful to be in a body. I want to share one more thing. Really quickly, I had a near-death experience uh, when I was 35 years old, and um, I literally died from the plague pneumonia. I had um, 
ARDS, which is Adult Respiratory Distress Syndrome. I was on life support for over a week, and I was on the other side. I had this amazing experience where I got to experience unconditional love that is beyond any words that we can describe here on this planet. There's nothing that compares to it. But one of the things I came back into this life knowing is that it is a great benefit to be in a body, to have all of our senses, our taste, our smell, our sights, the sounds, the feelings and the sensations, all of it is, you don't get to experience that when you're in spirit. Yes. It was so amazing, so the appreciation I have for being in a body and being in this life and, and just the, the feeling of touching one another, of a hug, of that energy transference and that expression of love um, that is being emanated from all of nature. It's all here for us. And we need to really begin to drop into that place within us that sees the fine-tuned beauty of all of nature that is how God expresses here on this planet. That is so powerful. You know, I think the thought stopping, uh, because our thoughts trigger emotions and feelings and getting out of this mode of, of, of what endless self-talk or feelings of unworthiness or I'm deserving of this or perhaps I'm being punished. You know, uh, we have the power to take ourselves beyond that. And as you shared, this whole concept of unconditional love is almost beyond word and thought. It's, <laughs> it's phenomenal. But if we tap into who we really are, through this silence and meditation and following our inner guidance, it's so much revealing in terms of our true self and who we are. And we'll get the messages and get the guidance to do things and move us forward on our journey. Yes, it's, it's so important. But what, what I have found through years of doing this energy work is that um, you know, the thought stream just takes over people. It's so difficult for people to stop. The, you can't stop the thought stream, but you can begin to watch it as an observer and separate yourself from it and just begin little by little to quiet the thoughts by observation. And it's only in the silence that we see the immensity of of the of the everything and the nothing, it it it's an amazing experience dropping into that ever present silence, that boundless love that is always there for us. It is never ever gone. It's who we are. It's our essence. And when we can drop into that and silence all that mental chatter and all that noise, that is where. That is where miracles happen. And that is where we begin to create from that place of divine intelligence. You know, people think their ego minds believe that if I lose my identity with who I am as a mother, a teacher, a nurse, a doctor, if I lose that identity, then who am I? And that's 
when you get to discover that you are all of it and none of it, right? Yes, we're but at, you know, we, we get the, so conditioned. The, <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're everything, but we're also no thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, when, and what I do in the work that I, I bring people to a place of having a direct experience of no thing, because only through, only through the relaxing and, and then breathing and getting in tune with our senses, with our body, when we get in tune with our body, we start to feel, hear, and then we begin to ask the question, what is aware of being aware? Yes. What yes. is aware? And dropping back and dropping back further and getting to that place of awareness. Oh, we are that. pure awareness. Yes, but we have to be conscious of that. Uh, you know, as you indicated, be the observer of the thoughts. You don't have to go with the thought. Just be the observer, uh, the quiet observer of it. Uh, and, and, of course, we're not saying don't feel. Go ahead and feel what you feel, but don't stay there. You know, move forward and know that you yeah. have the power to connect to the love within. And, and by, by observing the thoughts, as they stream across our brains or wherever that is, we need to stand in a place of compassion and curiosity. So if a thought comes across my mind like, oh, I'm so ugly or I'm so fat or I'm not worthy, be curious. Oh, that's interesting. Anita just had a thought of being unworthy. Where did that come from? And then trace it back to the very first time you ever felt unworthy. And usually that goes into some sort of a childhood experience between zero and five or zero and seven. And when we can start to track where these thoughts and these programs got embedded into our being, then we can heal them by embracing them and seeing them for the falseness that they are. Well, hold that thought. But it's only by being curious. Pardon? No, uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break shortly. Uh, So hold that thought and we'll be right back uh, with more of Love Life with our guest, Anita Stewart, Overcoming Life Challenges with Love. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Celebrate the launching of Dr. Jean-Marie Farish's new book, Living in the Spirit of Love, to guide you in strengthening and embodying the practice of love in your daily life. Connect with us on Facebook and join our Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community and tune in to the Love Cocktail Minute. Relax, refresh, renew for support and daily inspiration. Life Care Wellness Pep for Angels, Inc. is a nonprofit organization to enrich lives and serve our community with emphasis on serving children who are hospitalized. Join Dr. Jean Marie Farish and Vicki Winterton in their global mission to donate My Joy Journal for Children in English and Spanish to as many children as possible. Order directly from Amazon.com and donate to children in your communities. 
Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. As we age, there are certain situations which we all must face. Care and treatment don't always measure up to what it's supposed to be, and there are many questions that need to be answered. Tune in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with hosts Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a more fulfilling life, and we'll bring you the answers that you need to hear to make it happen. Listen Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. Feel free to connect with our program through email or check out our links on Facebook. Reach Gene at Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. That's Gene72Farish at Yahoo.com. And now, back to Love Light. Well, welcome back to our show, Love Light, with your host, Dr. Jean Marie Farish. If you're just joining us, we are with guest Anita Stewart, registered nurse, uh, intuitive energy healer. Uh, overcoming life challenges with love. So, Anita, welcome back. And you were tying up some things about keys to overcoming uh, challenges with love. Could you give us some points to kind of hang our hat on? And then I think you had something else that you'd like to share about a personal experience that was quite revealing for you. Yes, I do. I do. I think, you know, at this time, um, you know, the first and foremost thing is to love yourself. And whatever stands in the way of that, just observe it and become curious about it. And don't judge it as right or wrong, because it's only in the judgment that uh, we take ourselves out of the oneness and out of the the love light that we are. Um, Something happened to me yesterday I wanted to share really briefly. Um, When I awoke early in the morning, I was looking out my backyard, and I live on a in a pine forest, and uh, I was looking and seeing uh, what I thought was the moon. However, it was in a very strange position for that time of the morning, and I was trying to focus on it, and as I was focusing and questioning whether that could be the moon or not, this download came to me, and it was like this, this message was so strong, so clear, and it said simply this, the fabric of the planet is ripping now. Mm, And this is what you have been preparing for all of these years. So what I want people to understand is that there is a silver lining in all of this. And when we have to stop and be you know, quarantined or cordoned off from all the busyness that keeps us distracted and keeps us 
going in this like a hamster on a on a wheel yes. and keeps us away from really tuning into who we are and beginning to you know physician heal thyself you know coming back into that place of you know what is it that's important to you you know and um, if today were the last day on the planet how would you live it yes, you know live life like that <laughs> mm-hmm. and i and i'm and I have to say that whenever I'd ever gone into a place where I would feel very sad, um, it's important to embrace the sadness, to not yes. try and stuff it down or push it away. But, you know, when sadness arises, embrace it. Let it be there. Allow the tears to flow. And when you want to um, start to feel better, Ask what would love do now. For example, after I had that that uh, experience, I was like, I felt like I needed to call some of my friends who might be in need. I have a friend who's facing end of life in the next few months, and I had a call to her and said, is there anything I can shop and bring you? And yes. so, you know, get yourself away from the worry and the doubt, reach out to one another at this time of crisis, at this time of this crazy pandemic we're faced with, and see who you can reach out and help. Find somebody who might not be able to go out and shop and see if you can, you know, help them out. Um, We have a Facebook page that was created here in our little town in Bend, Oregon. It's called Pandemic Partners. Oh, I suggest everybody create <laughs> mm-hmm. a Facebook mm-hmm. page called Pandemic Partners, and that's where people can actually go on Facebook and they can say, I have need of this, this, and this, and other people can come in and say, I can do this for you. I can help you I with love that. I love it. I can, yeah. So it's people reaching out and helping one another in a time of crisis, and then hopefully this will stick. Hopefully we'll learn from this that, you know, it's helping one another and reaching out our connection with one another that we're, you know, this whole coronavirus has leveled the playing field. We're all connected and we're all the same. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or a Buddhist or a Christian. It doesn't matter. We're all in this body on this planet and we're all beings of love and we're all beings of light. And when we can connect with that and know that as a direct experience, that is when you begin to walk with that question, what would love do now? What would you know, love it, do now? That, that's powerful because, it, you know, it's said that, you know, when we experience crisis, that it can bring out the best and worst in people. You know, you see people grabbing all the goods and all the water. And as long as my home is, is full, I'm, I'm fine. But I love this pandemic partners because, you know, they're people who are alone. They're elderly people. They're people who don't have vehicles. They have to rely on other people. And uh, I love this idea for the human connectedness. Uh, because we're all interconnected during this time. And, you know, this whole issue of greed and, and, and all of that are being distracted by the media, it takes us further and further away from ourselves. So I yeah. love uh, what your community is doing to reach out and help each other. 
Yeah, and I'm very, very, very grateful to be in a smaller community. Um, our our markets are loaded with food. Um, toilet paper is a little short, but we have plenty of food. Where I have a family that live in Southern California and the food shelves are gone. So there's a lot more of that um, small town, let's help one another. Yes. And I'd love yes. to see that spread in some of the larger areas, you know, uh, larger cities and so forth. Because really when it comes down to it, you know, you can't take that with you, you know, when you're exactly. taking your last breath. Exactly. You're going to take nothing but the love. And I do want to mention one other thing. When I uh, had my near-death experience, um, my ex-husband was uh, a policeman with LA City, uh, LAPD, and one of our dear friends put it out over the radio and spread the message that I was uh, near death in the hospital and that everybody was to pray. And this went out over the whole LAPD um, uh, communication system. And when I was on the other side, I felt that. Wow. I felt the prayers. So a don't let anybody tell you that prayers mm-hmm. don't Pray work because yes. they work. <laughs> and it yep. is felt it is a palpable energy. Yeah, Dr. Gore, who was on our uh, first show, uh, he sent uh, a, a post about we're having a, a worldwide uh, chanting on Sunday <laughs> uh, about four, four o'clock or so in the morning. So I put that out on the network, on my social media network to join in and this worldwide chanting, you know, to uh, bring healing to uh to our, our world and our earth and people all around. So uh, tap into that, and, and I invite listeners to join us. Uh, and uh, you can visit Love Light, uh, our uh, Lover's Lane Feel Good Now community, to know more about that. So, Anita, I know you have uh, a, a gift for uh, our audience, uh, the Nerf, Spa- Nerf Sparks. Could you tell us a little bit about that and how our uh, readers, uh, excuse me, listeners can access the, your gift? Well, Nurse Sparks came to me after we did the book uh, Life Sparks together, you mm-hmm. and I. And uh, it was when the completion came that I got another download and it said, now you're going to bring Nurse Sparks to the world and it's nursing stories to illuminate, inspire, and ignite. And so um, I put together 16 nurses from varying backgrounds all over the United States who shared their stories of how they came into um, their kind of awakening and opening into more of the holistic um, uh, practices, and they're really beautiful stories. Um, my own story in here uh, is about an experience I had with a patient I cared for um, at the hospital here in Bend. And um, they're beautiful stories, and each one is uplifting, and each one of them comes from their hearts. So um, I have two books I'd love to give away, and people, uh, if they're interested, I, I have, i um, not sure how you want to do this, but... Well, how can uh, they my, access, or yeah, email, or, you know, your website, if you give us that information? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a website. It's called bridgesoftheheart.com, and um, I would be happy to send out two books to the first two people who email me at Anita Stewart 
and that's S-T-E-W-A-R-T, uh, at bridgesoftheheart.com. I'm oh, more than wonderful. happy to um, send those out as a gift to your listeners. Okay. Well, Anita, we have really enjoyed uh, our conversation today. You've really opened our hearts and our minds and really shared with us how to overcome life challenges with love. Thank you so much for joining me today on our Voice America Empowerment Channel, Love Life. Oh, it's been my great pleasure. Thank you, Jean, for hosting it. Okay, love is the answer, and thank you so much for encouraging our audience, helping us build our self-worth and self-love, and thank you so much. Okay? Thank you, Jean. So today we have really been inspired by Anita Stewart on how we can empower our lives with love as we meet life challenges. Tune in next week with University of Mississippi Medical Center guests, Hillary Baston and Sandra Redmont on healing arts and empowering healthcare workers. Remember to write in your love light reflection journal. Uh, your first page should be my, your love mantra. I am worthy. I am light. I am love. A love light practice for this upcoming week. What people in your life make you feel whole and worthy? What is it about them that make you feel good, good enough, valued, deserving? What activities do you engage in that make you feel refreshed and renewed? So share these insights. You can send them in to me uh, at my email, gene72farish at yahoo.com. You can visit my website, www.genefarishjourney.com. My blog page does include the Love Light exercise for the upcoming week. You can email me your results, and I will share them live on uh, our Love Light show. Much gratitude to Voice America team for making this show a reality and shining their love light around the world. And remember that an empowered self is a loving self. And keep your love light shining. Thank you for listening to Love Light this week. Be sure to join Dr. Jean Marie Farish again for another program next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a wonderful week filled with love, self-worth, and better connections.